0: We're continuing our series on the four cornerstones for strategic living. In our last session, I gave you a high level overview of this topic, and we looked specifically at the importance of building your life strategically and intentionally, and really doing so on a solid foundation, one that is built around a framework that's proven itself over hundreds and thousands of years. And we call that the four cornerstones for strategic living. Let me give you a quick overview, or review rather, of what those four cornerstones are. Number one, personal healing. Number two, personal discovery. Number three, personal development. Number four, personal deployment. In this session, we're going to be talking about what I believe to be the number one key to unlocking a life of fulfillment and satisfaction and really unlocking your potential. We're talking about personal healing. This idea of personal healing is often the most overlooked and most misunderstood as it relates to succeeding in life because people don't really want to talk about their stuff. Uh, I don't know a person frankly, no matter how wonderful of a life they may have had that probably doesn't have one thing somewhere in their lifetime that caused them pain, maybe introduced to them a limiting belief, or maybe even caused them to question their own validation or their own worth or value. So all of us have something to deal with because life is life and things happen. This personal healing piece is... One of those things that most people wanna skip and get around and get to the next deal, I'm gonna suggest to you today that this is the number one key, the most important thing you can ever do to get to a, a new realm of production and productivity and success and breakthrough in your life is to take some time and go look at your heart, look at your life and resolve and reconcile those things that you've left unattended, in some cases for many years. There's a a scripture in the Bible, an ancient text, that says something like this, that we will prosper and experience health and vitality in life proportionate to the condition of our heart. It says specifically, I wish that you would would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. So there is a direct correlation between my internal health, and I'm not talking about physiologically, I'm talking about emotionally and spiritually, my heart, if you were, my soul. The condition of my soul and my heart is going to directly affect the outcomes in every single area of my life. Said another way, I will prosper. I will know wellness and happiness to the degree my soul or that internal governor in my life prospers. So it's important that we we deal with that stuff. Now here's the deal. Nobody wants to pull back the curtain and dig stuff out of the trenches that we've had hidden away for a long time. But understand this, those things you've stuffed away are actually becoming toxic to your system. It's like having an infection down deep inside your soul. And on the outside, you may look okay, but on the inside, you're dying a very slow death. So we're gonna talk about how to dig into these things. There are, there are countless examples of talented and gifted people who succeed in life to a point, but then sometimes in the public eye, they crash and burn, so to speak. They, they hit a brick wall. They, their life is exposed. Their, their unreconciled, unresolved issues come to the surface and bite them, man, and, and they, they crash and burn. Sometimes, I, I, sad to say, sometimes they commit suicide, Sometimes they they fall from grace and their careers are ruined. Sometimes they they physically harm themselves and never recover from it, really. Whatever the case may be, it's always emotional issues that are unreconciled that lead to these catastrophic events. Uh, I'm I'm not in any way criticizing these individuals, but just to give you some examples, Tiger Woods, six, seven years ago, top of his game, the most feared golfer in the world, the most talented, incredible specimen on the golf course, and it was very quickly running toward records all across the board. And yet some deep childhood issues and some addictive behaviors and things that had haunted him probably for a very long time eventually caught up with him. He lost his marriage. He lost day-to-day contact with his kids. And his golf career, he hurt himself physically and began to have back issues. And everything began to kind of crater in. It's taken him... Years now to recuperate mentally, emotionally. I, 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 imagine spiritually, and especially, it's taken him years for his body to come back into a place where he can perform at a high level. Thankfully, he's doing that now. But it's taken him a long time. You look at people like, uh, uh, you know, Justin Bieber and and some of these uh, major singers and and artists and actresses and actors that have have come to the pinnacle of these awesome careers and yet at some point the unresolved, unreconciled childhood issues cause them to die a young death. Look at Michael Jackson and I could go on and on. Now these are examples that you see in the public eye on TMZ and other news stations and things like that, but I tell you in the business world, in the church world, and in all kinds of other places, this is going on every day behind the scenes. People are struggling, they're hurting, and they're not dealing with the deep down stuff and therefore They keep hitting a ceiling. They keep hitting a ceiling and they can't seem to get to that next level. Why? The condition of the inner person is ultimately going to determine the level to which you or I rise. My emotional, mental, spiritual condition becomes the ceiling for my elevation, for my promotion. And it's those unreconciled, unresolved issues of the heart that haunt a man or a woman. They, they literally just keep coming back again and again, and they sabotage your ability to grow and to build the life that you really want. This is true in every area of life. Again, you can see the symptoms of these things in relationships and marriages, families, careers, business endeavors, uh, finances, wealth, all these things. Leadership, here, here are some examples of where these wounds or these issues originate. And this is not an exhaustive list. I could be here all day listing out things and places where these things start. But here, from my experience, counseling hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 25 years, these are some of the things that I see that people leave unreconciled and unresolved. Abandonment at a young age, maybe orphaned. Divorced parents are coming from a divorced home. Feeling as though you were abandoned by your father or your mother. Rejection's a really big one. A sense that I'm not approved of or I'm not enough. Sexual abuse is a huge deal. That's a part of my own personal story, which I've shared openly on this program. Sexual abuse. Catastrophic failure. Maybe Maybe you lost a marriage or you failed in business or... Maybe at some point in, your, in, a, in a sporting event where you were depended upon to be the guy who is the clutch player and, and you failed your team and that thing emotionally tainted your ability to believe. The absence of a father figure in your life. Uh, lack of affirmation or personal values stated and affirmed in you by people in authority or parents. Emotional or spiritual abuse. I, I run into so many people that have been abused in their church. I'm not throwing stones here, but it happens. It's it's quite a rampant issue. Damaging words, hurtful words spoken by people that you love and care about. Uh, Too much, too soon. You see this with a lot of the Disney stars and some of the sports figures that have come up from young ages where they have so much on them at a very young age that that they don't develop properly and that that haunts them later in life. Uh, As it relates to marriage, for example... The the examples you had, the models you had for marriage and relationship and intimacy were really bad models. Therefore, you emulate what you saw. These are all things that need to be reconciled and healed. Betrayal by people who you thought were in your corner. Limiting beliefs. Well, limiting beliefs falls into every one of these categories. But these are things that, that track with you. And until you get very intentional about digging into those, exploring those, and working with those, They're going to keep working against you in your life. When these types of occurrences or conditions go unattended or they're not addressed, they're like an infectious disease that's eroding away at your personal power, at your capacity to become and to succeed and to make a difference. I want to give you, as I close this session, seven steps to personal healing. If you're going to to explore laying this cornerstone in your life, You're going to need to listen to what I'm about to say. Seven steps to personal healing. Number one, you have to acknowledge, I'm not okay. Dr. Phil McGraw said years ago, you cannot change what you're not willing to acknowledge. It begins with owning. Obviously, this is an issue in my life, and my heart. There are habits, there are behaviors, there are things that I can point to and say, clearly, this is a problem. You have to acknowledge it. That's, That's the first step. Number two, I am a huge proponent of confessing it or from a biblical perspective, bring it out of the dark place that you've got it hidden in and put it on the table and shine light on it, okay? If we confess our faults, those those troublesome issues that are going on internally, if we bring them into the light, then, then God can come alongside of us and heal things that we never dreamed could be healed. But we've got to be willing to, to bring it out and talk about it and deal with it openly versus trying to stuff it away and keeping it in the closet. Number three... You have to resolve in your mind to deal with the root pain. In other words, in my case, I was was, uh, sexually molested as a young boy. And for 22 years, I didn't know how to or that I needed to deal with that. But all the while, it was wreaking havoc in my life, in my relationships, in my marriage, and even in my ministry. And, And all of that was going on. But when I came to the point, I had to be resolute. I'm going to face this. I'm going to deal with this, I'm going all the way back to the pain of that moment and what that caused, and which means I'm going to hurt again. I'm going to experience the emotion and the pain, and boy howdy did I ever experience the emotion and pain of that. It was awful, it was excruciating, it was difficult, but it was temporary. My, my willingness to deal with the pain was actually the key to unlocking all of the pent-up stuff so I could eventually get beyond the pain. It's powerful. You have to resolve. If, if a part of your, this is number four, by the way, if a part of your healing process is going to involve a wrong done to you by someone else, you're going to have to forgive that person and release them. you got to let them out of jail. Now, they may go hang themselves or do something crazy, but you can't own their problem any longer. It's killing you. It's not killing them. So forgive them, get it off your chest and out of your spirit, and, and release them, let them go, and move on. That's number four, forgive and release. Number five, now this is from my very strong biblical worldview, my Christian belief, my faith in God. Uh, Everything that I do is based in that, grounded in that faith. So if this doesn't apply to you, take it or leave it. I would encourage everyone who's watching this to pray. Ask your designer, ask your creator, ask Heavenly Father to give you grace and ability and courage to face the stuff you need to face. I promise you, the grace he brings alongside of you to help you deal with these things will enable you to deal with it in a very awesome way. You didn't didn't seem possible to you. All right? So pray. Number six. This, this didn't seem so obvious, but most people just don't know how to do it. Receive healing. Receive forgiveness. Let yourself off the hook. Forgive yourself for God's sake. But receive, give yourself permission to be healed once and for all. Give yourself permission to close the books on that lifetime of pain and be done with it forever. Release it, let it go, be done, receive healing. The last one, number seven, the last step in the process, live, choose to live, choose to grow, choose to become, choose to go far beyond what anybody else ever expected you to do. You've got to make the decision. I'm going to be the very best me I could ever be, not contingent upon my past pain or wounds or hurts or limitations, but based on how God sees me. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to be that gal. Acknowledge it. Confess it. Be resolute in your commitment to pursuing total healing. Forgive the people that have hurt you. Release them and let them go. Pray and ask God to give you grace Approach these things and deal with them once and for all. Receive healing. And lastly, live. Live. Live life. If you're dissatisfied with your current state, if you you know that there are things in your heart that need to be resolved, I'm going to challenge you right now. Dive into this. Listen to this, this session again and again. And Go after the healing that's available to you. Personal healing is a very real deal, and it will catapult you into a a life you never imagined possible once you are disanchored, disconnected from all that junk you've been carrying around. Personal healing, it's cornerstone number one. Next week, we're going to deal with personal discovery.